You ready? Yes. Awesome. Hello and welcome to Movie Grouch and Fanboy Podcast. My name is Bex, I am a big old movie grouch and here with me is everybody's favourite fanboy, it's Blake. Hello. Hello there, how are you doing? <clears throat> yeah, I'm right, thanks, just getting over a cold, as, yeah. is you, as are you. Yes. I had it first, gave it to you. I've told you I prefer flowers and chocolates and stuff. Yeah, I? but all gifts should be appreciated. Oh, should they? Yes. <laughs> Fair enough. Thanks and this that. was a gift. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah, we'll try and cut out any coughs and sneezes and <clears throat> splutters. And so we're kind of we should be out. We're at the end of it, aren't we? So I've just sniffed into. Yeah, you've just gone. We'll try and cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Thanks. Sorry, soz everyone. Um, if you haven't listened to us before, you are very welcome. And this is the podcast where we take a movie that I, Mrs. Movie Grouch, hello, have avoided watching hello. for very stupid reasons. We have a watch of the film, we have a chat about the film, and we this is that chat for your listening pleasure. Mm. Before we get stuck into the films, uh, we have a little chat about what we've been watching, because very often we watch stuff separately. Uh, so, Blake, what have you been watching? Uh, not too much, because work's been quite manic for me, um, and just life has as well, given just being life um so been, i'm having a midlife crisis of sorts aren't i yeah it's been quite a lot to, <laughs> a lot to deal so with um week. i've just yeah so like sort of not much bit of uh nfl's back so i've been watching that and a couple of episodes of sopranos that's about it really awesome what about yourself yeah i haven't i've just sniffed into the microphone again that's delightful you gotta um, stop that uh i've been watching not a lot because i've been i've picked up some crochet which i haven't done for ages and i've really crochet. been enjoying that I've really been enjoying that. So I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and radio dramas and stuff and sitting in my lady cave, what's, which I've welcomed what's, you what's, into today. What's been the um, stand-up podcast slash radio play? So do, 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 I think I got quite excited. So there's a guy, I think it's called Classic Ghost Stories. And it's a guy who basically reads ghost stories that are kind of out of copyright so that he can he can produce like he can read a copy and it's like a just like a story podcast right okay and he did um a version of the birds uh the short story by daphne du maurier cool and i am a big big daphne du maurier fan i um, really like the birds as a story in a movie and stuff as well it's great yeah the story is like a lot different to the movie mm. which is quite interesting and there's a copy on <coughs> There's a version on Spotify that's read by Peter Capaldi. Oh, nice. Which is, it's okay, but what's really interesting, and although it's, it's, so it's kind of weird, although it's the same story, and you know what's going to happen, it's just interesting hearing a different author put different inflections and different voices to characters. Because in the Peter Capaldi version the guy, the main character, Nat, is quite... The way that he reads it, he's very not fussed about his family at all. Right. Like, they, they kind of come across as a bit tiresome and a bit of a bore for him. But mm. actually, this this version that this chap read, the family were a lot more... He was a lot more engaged with the family, which put a slightly different spin on the 
on the story it kind of made it feel less sad which is okay. kind of interesting um so i've enjoyed that and i've been we wa- watching crazy ex-girlfriend cool nice at the end so, very yeah. cool yeah right well i think this one's going to be quite a big could be a bit of a big stinking juicy episode so i reckon we'll just dive in So what did we watch this episode? We watched 2006, The Departed. Mm-hmm. Do you have a synopsis, please? Irish mob boss Frank Costello <coughs> plants Colin Sullivan as a spy within the Massachusetts State Police. Simultaneously, the police assign undercover state trooper Billy Costigan to infiltrate Costello's crew. When both sides realise the situation, Sullivan and Costigan each attempt to discover each other's identity before they are found out. Yeah. Um, So here's some scores for you. From IMDb, it was 8.5 out of 10. On Rotten Tomatoes, it had a critic score of 90% and an audience score of 94%. Huge. Mm. Huge. And here's a couple of little uh, reviews that I liked. This is the negative one which was really difficult to find because this film's quite liked. An Oscar for The Departed, question mark. Good consolation prize for one of the best directors of all time. Despite the previous fact that The Departed only deserve respect for its montage, direction and Jack Nicholson. What? Yeah, I don't know. Pretty crazy stuff. And here's another negative one because this guy clearly hasn't done the research. Um, Scorsese film almost never disappointed me. I think he meant films almost never disappoint him. But this one did. A smart spy filler with great music and acting. So he's, so he's bigging it up. A smart spy filler with uh, great music and acting that manages to maintain suspense. However, it is an unoriginal film that seems to have ripped off almost all its twists, details and plot from the Hong Kong movie Internal Affairs. Interestingly enough, it is a remake, mate. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, was my fact. <laughs> oh, sorry. Blown that out of the water um, first off. Here's a very short, and no doubt we'll talk about this Later, positive review, best performance of Leo. Ooh. So we'll see. So then, what stopped you from seeing this movie in the past? Uh, I'm not really a big fan of cop thrillers. Ooh. And I just wasn't that fussed about seeing it. I'm not a big fan of Jack Nicholson either. I find him repulsive in everything, bar The Shining, because that's about the only film I've seen him in. You've and not seen one for you Cookie's Nest. No, I haven't. And I just thought it was going to be boring. Oh, Interesting. So what was your preconceived idea of this movie? I don't really know. I kind of thought it would be a little bit more enemy of the state rather than police. I thought it would be a little bit more kind of... I mean, I can't really remember what enemy of the state is. I remember it. I remember enjoying it. Yeah, I just didn't... I didn't expect it to be what it was. Okay. I just thought it would be boring. Okay. You thought it was going to be boring. That's yeah, what we've covered so yeah. far. I just, I just really wasn't that bothered about seeing it, to be honest. Okay, brilliant. Could you please talk us through the um, opening scenes and setup? So, Colin Sullivan is introduced to Irish mob boss Frank Costello, and twenty years later has been groomed as a mole in the Massachusetts State Police, and he ends up joining the Special Investigations Unit. Billy Costigan is another recruit who doesn't make it into the Special Investigations Unit but is approached by Captain Queenan and Staff Sergeant Dig- Diggum. Dignum. Dignum. Oh, wait. Dignum. Dignum, yeah. 
to go undercover and to try and infiltrate Costello's crew. So I think at this point, it's fair to say that Leo and Matt look quite similar. Mm-hmm. So it takes a little while for your eyes to adjust when they come on screen. You've got to kind of think about which one you see in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's also just that Boston accent. When they do it properly, it's like you're listening to a completely different language. It's been, well, obviously, like Matt Damon's from Boston as well. Yeah. So, like, I think he just thickens it. I'm Mind really... you, he was quite young when he made this. So maybe he didn't thicken it too much. Maybe, but... maybe not. But anyway, um... that's just something to look out for. So Costigan serves, they set him up on a on a crappy charge and he serves some jail time to kind of make himself look a little bit more realistic, realistically a, a criminal and when he's released, he joins Costello's crew. So Captain Ellaby heads up the Special Investigations Unit and informs Queen and Indignum of a microprocessor deal that's going down between a Hong Kong triad and Costello's crew. Costigan's mental health starts to decline as a result of being undercover. Um, and he starts, or Sullivan, sorry, starts a relationship with Dr. Madeline Madden. Why? would you call a character that you can make up the fucking name of why would you call her madeline madden that's like calling you blakey blake that would be my rapper name blake i am blakey bleak i'm here to spit some sick rhymes like a snake yeah right okay so sullivan starts a relationship with dr madeline madden bizarre name who costigan later goes to see to discuss his mental health and try to get some medication from that's it that's very short Okay. Well, I'm trying to make these a little bit more concise because <clears throat> I just feel like other. I get really panicky that people are just fed up of me. Okay. Rambling. And they want me to story. interject and hear my voice. Um, so, anything you want to break open? Yeah. So I think it was there was a really interesting undertone of like privilege, and um, I don't know what the other word what the word is. I think it's privilege because obviously, like Leonardo. Di- uh, Billy Costigan comes from quite a wealthy family like there's some interplay with his uncle when his mum dies does his mum die or his uncle dies or mm-hmm. something somebody a member of his family dies and his uncle's there and he's like his uncle's like a white wealthy guy You've well got... his uncle was a mobster as well was he yeah oh fuck I missed that okay like because that's why they're talking about his family and he was going to be a cop because he didn't uh, want to okay. be he didn't want to be what his family was right okay that makes sense then okay i kind of didn't understand that my bad and then yeah sullivan's just getting everything handed to him on a plate so it felt like it's just quite ironic given that sullivan was working in cahoots with frank costello and it took me so it took me ages to figure out the accent and and what people were saying and also took me ages to figure out that frank costello was not matt damon's character's dad because right. he kept like ringing him and going hi dad and I was like well this is just really fucking confusing when you can't really understand what people are saying Okay. which doesn't bode well because we've booked our honeymoon and we're going to Boston next yeah. year Yeah, they, I hope we don't have anyone in Boston listeners to look out for us and they'll be like these fuckers I'm going to go well not me I'm being very nice so at this point you're just confused for the most part due to accents who looks like who and what else is going on yeah. yeah, yeah, it did take a little while for me to get my head around it, I must admit. Awesome. Okay, um, story arc and plot development, please. Let's go through the middle. Okay, so the microprocessor deal doesn't go off as planned. Sullivan tips off Costello about the police being there, 
and Costello realises that there's a spy in his crew and tasks Sullivan to find the rat. Yeah, the Costello crew are asked for information like their social security number and their ID and everything so that Sullivan can cross-reference the information with the the state police computer. So Costigan finds out that Costello is an... abbreviated this to cost for costigan why didn't you what can i just ask why didn't you go with first names i don't know because what i was what i was looking at was all surnames why i can't uh, remember the first name billy frank and colin so billy and colin i've gone with okay what their credit is as on imdb basically Okay. That's what I look at. Well, anyway, I th- I feel uh, surnames is more in keeping with the tone of the film. So Costigan finds out that Costello is an FBI informant and Costigan is accused of being the rat, which he denies. Costigan then feeds this back to Queen and, and Dignam and tips them off that Costello is aware that there's a rat. Costigan then starts an affair with Madeline Madden, who is at this point seeing Sullivan. So Costigan tells Sullivan to a theatre where he sees Costello hand over an envelope to Sullivan containing all the information for his crew's ID. The rat eek, eek, and cat chase, which is a really cool scene. So Costigan uh, is unable to get a proper visual ID on Sullivan um, and then a restaurant worker is killed during the pursuit. Nice. Is that okay? You happy with that? Yeah. Cool. That theatre chase scene was great. I really enjoyed that. I thought the tension and everything built up around that really nicely. Really nice. When they're in the cinema. When the they're in the, cinema. in the the porn theatre and then um, you've got Sullivan leaves and then Costigan chases him and Costigan gets ID, doesn't he? Gets like picked up by the security mm. camera. And then you've got like the interplay with them in like the car park. It kind of looks like they're at the back of a like a complex of restaurants, and it's all like the back entrances. And you've got like trucks doing delivery, and it's just so so cool. Yeah. You don't know who's coming. You've got like footsteps, and you can hear noises, but you don't know if it's Costigan Sullivan or if it's somebody else. So yeah, that was really clever. Cool closing scenes. Okie dokie. So Queenan tells Sullivan to find the MS the Massachusetts State Police mole. So Sullivan's investigating his colleagues, which kind of doesn't make him very popular. Costigan arranges to meet Queenan, but Sullivan has him. Uh, Sullivan has Queenan follows um, under suspicion that he may be the spy. Sullivan calls in Costello's gang to the ta- uh, to the tails location, and Queenan helps Costigan escape, and then is thrown from the roof for his efforts. He's thrown off a motherfucking roof. What, Queenan? Queenan. Yeah. Um, he's dead, if that's not clear. <clears throat> Poor old Martin Sheen. Yeah. So he's feeling the feels, uh, or Dignam is feeling the feels after Queenan's death and attacks Sullivan and he is suspended. Sullivan also twigs that Costello is an FBI informant and is worried that Costello may have told the FBI about him. So he helps the Massachusetts State Police. I mean, he's very fickle, if nothing else. Catch Costello's crew at a cocaine drop-off. Um, Sullivan ends up shooting Costello and kills him. Sullivan then takes over Queenan's undercover kind of operation and calls Costigan in. And during the meeting, Costigan sees the envelope that was handed to the MSP mole by Costello in the theatre 
and therefore realises that Sullivan is the mole. Whoa. Big moment. Sullivan erases Costigan's details in the police records and Costigan hands Madeline an envelope that she needs to open in the event that something happens to him or he tells her to open it. So she then opens a parcel a few days later containing tapes um, that Costello had of every conversation he had with Sullivan. Obviously covering his back in case he got Mm -hmm. uh, double-crossed. Costigan arranges to meet Sullivan in in a big shootout. Costigan and Costigan's colleague from police training end up dead as Sullivan finds out Costello has another mole in the crew. So Sullivan kills the other mole and he returns then from Costigan's funeral a few days later and is shot dead by Dignum, who presumably Madeline has kind of been to him and said, this is what's happened. Mm. That was that was on Wikipedia, so I was a bit oh, kind of okay. like, oh, right, okay. Uh, but yeah, Dignum basically shoots shoot Sullivan the end okay the end cool anything you want to talk about no let's just dive from the whole of the movie the whole of the movie no let's dive into the questions okay um did you have a favourite character yeah I did um that was favourite character I just realised I whispered that favourite character um it's Billy Costigan nice yeah so I I wouldn't say I'm a massive Leonardo DiCaprio fan, but but he's so fucking talented. Yeah, and this film like, I was like so talented. I know, I know. I was like he was good in Wolf of Wall Street, but that I think the subject matter turned me off a little bit. Although right. his performance was very good, but this I was just like okay we're not in Kansas anymore for me I, I know what you mean I think it's this and um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood oh yeah that he is good like that, isn't just he? fucking next yeah. level performances yeah. so I think the film that I've seen the most with Leonardo DiCaprio is Titanic <laughs> <laughs> there's a surprise so uh, the thing that I liked about Billy's character particularly was the development um, you kind of saw the toll that being working undercover with, had on his mental health and that he was quite sort of he was like willing to help and do his bit but he was also really outspoken like that scene with Madeline Madden where he's asking for the tablets he's quite volatile in that mm. but you don't ever really feel that he's gonna like he's a serious threat I, I didn't think yeah um, so that was an interesting because he was very articulate in how he explained stuff. And yeah. How he and I think now you've said that stuff about like oh his family were a little bit shady. Yeah. I think. Um, it makes a bit more sense, doesn't it? Yeah, but you could see <coughs> that he was obviously not. He was like a almost like a little bit of a cut above from his family. He was quite yeah. articulate and kind of understood the way things worked and. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought his character development all the way through was was great, and um, in a way that I'm not a big Matt Damon fan. I think I do find he he for me he just hits one note. Okay, interesting. It's like like you know how we've talked about 
people when they when they start kind of like say like oh my god I love this band this band's amazing and you're kind of like you listen to it and you're like I just don't get it yeah I can appreciate like Led Zeppelin for me that's that's it I can't see what the fuss is about but I can appreciate that other people will look at it listen to it and be like this is incredible yeah so for me it's Pink Floyd so yeah I get yeah. it so I can understand that people are look people will be like literally kind of going Oh, she's talking about Matt yeah. Damon's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, unfortunately, I just don't see it. That's cool. I do enjoy Matt Damon films. I really yeah, like them. Yeah, but you think he's tonally quite just, always similar. He always seems to play, yeah. Like, interesting. I, I just don't see any any light and shade with him. It's just all one tone that it yeah. seems to... Interesting. Change my mind, Matt Damon. Like, change my mind. So, I'm going to go... Like, I agree with you. It's put Leo was probably the best character in this film as well but I really liked Mark Wahlberg in this as Dignam I mm. think sometimes like speaking of Tane like, I think Mark Wahlberg's really good at what he does he has a lane and he sort of sticks to it but actually I think his performance of this just fucking angry like all of the time he's got no time for anyone's nonsense and bullshit mm. he's commanding of what he expects from um Billy mm -hmm. and I think on screen he's fucking great and I think like yeah you can see why he got nominated for an award for best supporting actor in this film okay. um, because he was so good so just for a different point of view I think yeah I think yeah he's yeah I would agree I, I enjoyed although I found like the angry it, it, I just I don't know angry man I just get a bit annoyed with because I'm just like oh god just go and talk to somebody and have a good cry and you'll feel a bit better or not necessarily angry men it's just angry characters in general mm. I'm like just deal with your feelings it's fine but I do I find myself like if I think about it objectively I find myself like again Mark Wahlberg is somebody that I don't really take much notice of because of the films that he's in mm. so things like Daddy's Home and well, weirdly, he's it's like, all, like really <coughs> bizarre sort of those middle of the road but it's really interesting because I think Mark Wahlberg's a really good comedic actor like he's quite, he's got really good comedy timing but I think the films some of the films that he makes like those comedic films I wouldn't necessarily seek out and watch yeah fair enough because I'm kind of like right well I, I sort of know what this is going to mm. be and if I'm going to watch a comedy <laughs> film I'd probably go for Will Ferrell then Even you, though he's in like Daddy's Home, I know. You also, and um, the other guys as well is great. Okay. Very funny. Um, but yeah, to actually see him in something quite serious. Yeah. Because I wasn't sure. I think I did ask you at one point. I was like, is this a Scorsese? Yeah, you knew. You picked up on it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Right, makes a lot makes more a lot sense more all sense. of a sudden, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know what that was. It he's was just of... so good at fucking setting a tone. You know it's one of his films. But it's like... It's kind of weird because you're sort of watching it and you're like, oh yeah, this this could be a Scorsese. And I don't know what it is, but when you suddenly know that you're watching a Martin Scorsese film, you're kind of like, oh, right. It's like you relax it's and you're like, I know what yeah, I'm in yeah, for yeah, now. Yeah, this yeah. is cool. Yeah. Otherwise, it's like someone trying to be Martin Scorsese. Yeah. You're like, mm, it's not, you're not, not quite doing it. Yeah. Right that's, tone, really good, that's a really good point. He was your least favourite character. Oh, Jack Nicholson's character. Costello, the big boss. Yeah. The big I boss. Think Oh, oh no! I've written down Jack Nicholson and crossed it out, uh, and then put Madeleine Madden. That was on Saturday. So had we recorded on Saturday, it would have been Madeleine. Oh, Madden. okay. I'm not a big fan of Vera. Is it 
Farmiga? Uh, I'd say Farminga, but I don't think I that's think right either. I, I think it's Farmiga. I don't think we should be asking the dyslexic person how to pronounce Fira, the name. No, it's Farminga, because it's I-N-G-A. Farminga. Farmiga. Um, okay, I disagree. I okay. It's Vera Farmiga. Okay, don't listen to me. <laughs> Get I said anything. But I think that's oh, I think I dislike her more because she plays Lorraine Warren in the the Conjuring films. And I'm not a big fan of Ed and Lorraine Warren. Okay. So that's probably less to do with this film, really. Um but I don't like Jack Nicholson. I'm gonna change I it's not Madeline Madden today, it's Jack Nicholson. I just Yeah, I'm not a Jack Nicholson fan. So I did think he was very good in this, but he just makes me go icky. I don't okay. like it. I mean, that's not really a reason that you should have a favorite, a least favorite character. But sure. Okay, then I'm I'm gonna not go with Jack. I'm gonna go with Madeline Madden. Okay. As my least favorite character. Cool. Okay. I think I agree. Just yeah. D- it's the fact that she's um just a bit wishy washy with her beliefs, with her relationships. Oh, I don't know. Uh... I don't even think it's that because I can kind of understand why she went with Costigan like I think there was a point where I was just like this Sullivan's dick why are you even with him Um, so I can understand why she cheated on him with with Costigan I think she's just very like it's the fact at the end that it's like oh we assume that Madeline gave Dignam the tapes and it's like there wasn't much gumption about her that we saw Mm. that was presented in the so stuff can be implied yes but when a character's quite wishy-washy and hits one note anyway yeah to have to sort of imply stuff or kind of think okay well she did that then I think that yeah it just doesn't quite work I don't think Mm, okay so yeah Madeline Madden also it's a ridiculous name nice did you have a did you have a favourite scene? I had two. Two? Yeah, the one that made me literally open my mouth in shock and awe was when Queen and got chucked off the, the roof. Mm. But I did really like the suspense and the build-up of the theatre scene. I think when they're, when they're in okay. the parking lot and they're, they kind of know that the other is there and after them. And then you've got people obviously coming out of the restaurants and people kind of sorting things out. Mm. And the guy, the other guy gets stabbed or shot. I thought, I'm just like, whoa, this is really, really well done. Yeah. It was really suspenseful. Nice. Yeah. That was a really, really good tone. And I think because it was at night and you're in a theatre, it's that darkness kind of adds to, adds to the suspense. I think I liked the... Um the failed drug bust scene the most with the uh, um, Costello dies no no the earlier one with the phone signal when um, when they do the Billy, microprocessor trade yeah right oh failed drug bust yeah sorry the microprocessor mm. trade do you think the tension was really good yeah yeah it was um, it I was really well kind of being like, it was like mm-hmm. oh what's going on and yeah I think yeah. that was probably my favourite that's fair enough and what was your least favourite scene uh, the end when they all get shot when they come down in the lift and I'm just like oh okay 
Like, I was shocked that Billy Costigan got shot, but I was a bit like, oh, God, they're just all shooting each other now. Mm-hmm. And I know I sound like my dad, because my dad this just winds my dad up when but there's just a mass shooting spree. But it was just like, the lift opens, Billy Costigan gets shot, and then Sullivan shoots the mole guy, and then the other guy gets shot. And I was just a bit like, okay, it's been like four or five deaths all in space of like a minute this is a bit ridiculous now we've just wiped out a ton of people yeah this is silly okay yeah although I don't actually believe like I like that Costigan dies I think that's a good yeah it's a good oh my god moment yeah but I think that would have been more impactful if it was not then followed up by three other people dying well, two other people died. Right. Okay. In quick succession. Yeah. I didn't really have a worse scene. I like it all. Mm. That's fair enough. Um, director's other work. So, Scorsese. Not much to say, really. Bit of Goodfellas. A le- he made Goodfellas. Bit of a legend, obviously. Um, Goodfellas, Taxi Driver, The Irishman, Silence, Wolf of Wall Street, Shutter Island, Gangs of New York, and Casino, to name a few. And then score and soundtrack. So we've got Stades, Beach yes. Boys, Van Morrison, Jockey Murphys, and the Allman Brothers. we name a few standout tracks. Yeah, Gimme Shelter came in pretty quick. Yeah, it did. Off the, uh, the start, and I was delighted because that was one of my all-time favourite songs. So it got nominated for a bunch of awards. It won for, this is at the Oscars, it won Best Film. Uh, best director, best writing, and best editing. So that's a little, uh, little bit of that for you. There going on. Mm. And now, fact, but I've ruined it apparently. So uh, my original fact was it's a remake of a Hong Kong movie called Internal Affairs. Yep. My new fact is that the score composer was Howard Shaw. Okay. Who composed the music for Lord of the Rings: Fellowship of the Ring? Oh. And I believe. Howard Shaw that he was also I think the artist in residence or composer in residence classic FM for a little bit I think nice cool yeah that's pretty good that's pretty cool yep did you fall asleep no no you didn't because we watched it in the daytime yes we did (laughs) were your prejudgments correct no not really no they weren't you've been very good at not revealing how you feel too much about this film have I yeah normally you give it away quite early Oh, okay. So this will lead us to how you feel. Would you watch it again? Yeah, I would. Oh, shit, son. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I would. Nice. I don't know whether I would watch it. If it was just on. No, I think if I caught it near the beginning, I probably would watch it. Too far in, you're in If it's too far in, maybe not, just because it's quite a complex storyline. And I think I'd probably start it and be like, oh man, I've missed. Yeah, you miss them, yeah. But mm, it depends. Okay, cool. Final thoughts? I loved it. (laughs) I really loved it. Yes, you did. I thought just the way it was great from start to finish. Even Jack Nicholson didn't really ruin it that much for me. He's a good bad guy, though. He's a good bad guy. Yeah, that's true. Do you know what I mean? Um, I just thought it was, it's fantastic. And actually, I obviously really like Martin Scorsese. The two films that I've seen, three films that I've seen of Martin Scorsese that I really like. What was the other one? Goodfellas, obviously. Yeah, what was the other one? Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. 
Awesome. Um, but um, I am a little bit scared to go on holiday now. <laughs> scared to go on holiday. I am scared, scared to go, to go on holidays. Because holiday. we was going to Boston, didn't we? Yeah, we And I was, don't know if I'm going to like it now because there just might be Jack Nicholson on every street so, corner trying to sell me some drugs. Sorry, I'm going to... I do really like this film too. This is my final thoughts. So, although you've had a pop at the how difficult it is to understand the Boston accent, I'd like a special mention to Ray Winston, who fucking <laughs> can't do accents. Because no matter what he does, he sounds like a fucking Cockney Ray Winston. Oh, bruv. Yeah, it goes up. Yeah, so, um, tr- it was, that was a bizarre choice. I don't know who his language therapist is for, or his accent therapist is, or whatever you want to call it, his accent language teacher, coach. Language, language coach. Fucking good luck with working with that, mate. <laughs> terrible, yeah. terrible. Really, just shouldn't. Sh- just shouldn't yeah, but yeah. Overall, great movie. Love it. Brilliant from start to finish. Great cast. Great performances. Greatly well written. Great yeah. soundtrack. Um, even though it's two and a half hours long, it's punchy. Moves quick. Like the tension's good. Uh, go on, scratch a ten. Nine. Yeah, me too. Nine. Thanks. That's it from me. That's it from me as well. So that was The Departed. Thank you very much for listening. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. Uh, If you you. have enjoyed what you've heard, then please give us a rating wherever you listen, share us about, and help us in our bid for world domination. Hmm. Um, If you leave us a review on Apple iTunes, Oswald Dog or Isley the Spaceport Cat will give you a shout out in the next episode. Um, They're both asleep at the moment, but uh, we'll wake them up and make them do some work. If you want to be part of the crew, you can join us. We're on Instagram at Movie Grouch and Fanboy Pod, and that's all one word. Um, alternatively, you can find us on Facebook, and that's Movie Grouch Ampersand Fanboy. Not Ampersand Win, just the Ampersand symbol. Um, and if you want to email us with anything, you can drop us a, an email at Movie Grouch Fanboy Pod at Outlook.com. Mr. Fanboy, what are we watching next? A very strange and very bizarre sci-fi film that i was probably too young to watch when i did no i see no it wasn't 97 maybe not maybe i thought it was so i kind of randomly picked this this one uh we're watching event horizon because i've never seen it and it was on paramount Whoop. we've still got our free trial so i was like yeah let's watch it on that so event horizon is coming next nice so yeah that's it right yeah thank you awesome no thank you thank you for making me watch it Pleasure. Uh, really enjoyed it. Cool. Thank you very much for listening. We hope you're good. We hope you're in a good headspace, and we will catch you on the flippity flip. Take care. Bye. See you later. Bye. Colin Sullivan is introduced to Irish mob boss Frank Costello and 20 years later has been groomed as a mole in the uh, Massachusetts State Police. He ends up joining the Special Investigations Unit. Is that it? Oh no, that's the opening scene since I'm sorry. (laughs) Brilliant. I didn't push the ticket back. Here we go. Let's do that again. So what did we watch this week? We watched... Uh, do you want to say this episode again? What did we watch this episode? Do you want to do it again with like a nice... Let's do it properly. Okay. Of course I can. I'm also going to do it noisily as well because I've got... Go uh, for your notes really loudly. Yeah, do, 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 do. Oh, yeah, it's pretty Poor. shit, isn't it? Can you smell the dog fart?
Oh, Aussie. Mate. No, I can't. I can never smell those farts. Don't waft it. Have a go on that badger. <laughs> smells like a badger. Badger's fart. You got it now, haven't you? How do you know what a badger's Can you taste that? How do you know what a badger's fart smells like? I used to be part of a set. part of a badger set once upon a time it was after I was raised by wolves yeah really interesting time of my life 